1: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join
0: the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: What up? This is Myron and you are listening, or maybe you're watching the rye bread and mustard, a Mariners podcast, the alternative underground back alley underbelly down on the docks on the other side of the track speak easy dive bar style podcast of and about the seattle mariners that you were listening like i said maybe on the odyssey app or through odyssey sports or wherever else you're getting that podcast action from we're not judging you we are not doing that that is not our job here that is for the judicial system that is for god we're just here happy to be back doing this podcast um it's a new week Uh, It's a new month for the Seattle Mariners, and we can't be more excited about that. And again, thank you for liking, subscribing. And listen, we love those five-tool baseball players here on this podcast, but you know what? We love more than that, five-star reviews. So, hey, if you want to give us one of those five-star reviews, we would be very happy with you. That helps out the show. Also, if you're looking for the gear, the rye bread and mustard, uh, a Mariners podcast gear uh, to go along with your new Nike Uh, City Connect jerseys or hoodies or hats, and you just kind of want to mix it up a little bit, make sure to go at at @simply_cora on Instagram. That's @simply_cora on Instagram. Also, if you're listening or watching, I should say, this on YouTube, please hit that like and subscribe. That really helps us out. We're trying to, uh, you know grow the youtube viewership and the youtube subscriptions and thank you to those uh people that have joined and follow i know it's a very small group right now but we're still waiting to see what's going on over at odyssey sports with that so we're just going to keep putting our uh, content up there as long as people are going and checking that out anyways back with me and it feels like it's been forever here's the big reveal if you're watching on youtube we got Hanno up in Edmonds. oh look at you you're looking Very, very happy. (laughs) You are happy to be back, aren't you, Hannah?
0: Yep, thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, the pleasure is all mine. The pleasure is all mine. So listen, this has got to be one of the most successful road trips of the season. I think I'm reading a a headline from last year, actually. But listen, so far, at the time of this recording, it's been bookended with two... You know, impressive victories, especially the victory in game three in Toronto, seeing the Mariners come back and actually winning a the game there in extra innings. It's a happy flight. How are you feeling right now about that?
0: Hey, it was it was one of their bigger wins this this year. I mean, that series was looking kind of pitiful. And uh, to come back from that after getting up early, I mean. We needed that, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, we did, and we have not talked since they uh, went on this road trip. Obviously, just it was a tough time in Philly. We're not here to talk about that. We're going to just briefly, I guess, talk about what had happened there in Toronto. You know, they might got you feeling really good about that win there in Game Three. At the time of this recording, they're you know they're they're chilling. They're over in the Bay Area waiting to take on the Oakland A's who what they got five wins. So the Mariners have almost lost as many games on this uh, road trip as Oakland has won all season. So you can break down that, um, that math that's some Ballard high school, uh, Seattle public school math right there. uh, Maybe what should happen. Um, But yeah, it was a great win. We saw Taylor Trammell uh, return to the Mariners return. Very big, big grand slam. Uh, great catch there in the ninth inning that you know who knows what could have happened right there he's got to be feeling good we also have uh, easton mcgee who made his mariners debut almost you know what he took a no hitter into the what the seventh inning and uh But yeah, unfortunately that came with a loss. And again, we're still seeing a little bit of this sloppy baseball and even in the win on for game three in Toronto, uh, you know, a lot of this uh, led to, you know, Toronto having more outs than the game of baseball provides you, which is three due to some sloppy defense. A lot of strikeouts are happening right now. These are all the things that have happened here in the first month of baseball in April but like I said in the intro, it is May first. Tell me how you're feeling right now, Hannah.
0: Hey, I kind of agree with everything you just said there, and your kind of your monologue. I mean, yeah, they haven't played great for a good portion of the year. A lot of stupid mistakes. Saw that again this series. Couple more one-run losses. Uh, yeah, a ton of strikeouts. Something like eighty in the last six games. So they're not hitting the ball square. Uh, trouble in the bottom of the lineup um the dh uh you're moving guys around kelnick's been moved up that looks like it's a positive sign so far and congratulations to him on winning the uh getting awarded um one of the best players in the first month of the season so he won that spot for left field so i mean julio's banged up hopefully he's okay so there's just you know robbie ray there's a lot going on here in the first almost 30 games
1: yeah, you and I have not talked since Robbie Ray has been lost for the season. CJ and I did that last episode. So we're not going to dwell too much on that. But one thing I would like to start off with is talking about what what do you see happening um, near and in the distance with, let's say, Robbie Ray's spot? Or let's even uh, take it even uh, further like that. The, the five slot, which I guess this is. So I guess to be more clear about what I'm asking, I guess we should start off with what do you see happening with this spot? Do you see uh, it by committee where we're just going to bring people up and uh, see who really just grabs onto that? Um, or do you think we're going to get help from the outside? What, what are you seeing right now?
0: Uh, to me, I mean, obviously we went with Flexin. They've now moved him back to the bullpen. Uh, They're bringing up Bryce Miller to start, you know, in this first game of the Oakland series. So I feel like they're going to try to patch it within and hopefully one of these guys hits like a Kirby did last year um, and just takes off. We'll see. So I would think that's their, their goal to start with. Uh, It still seems too early for teams to want to trade away. I mean, teams don't even know what they got or don't have so far it's so early so i think they're just going to uh you know see what they got in-house for now and hopefully that can um help out with the big problem they have with losing robbie ray so early on in the season
1: well so far from promoting within and doing patchworks, it's it's gone well i doubt it's always going to go that well. I mean, you're not going to see every guy that they put in there, take a no, no into the seventh inning, but what did you see out of Easton McGee? What'd you like? Uh, what do you think maybe you could see going forward or what have you heard?
0: Well, yeah, it was, he was incredible. I mean, hitting his spots, changing speeds, moving the ball around the plate, you know, keeping it on the edges. Um, really amazing start. And then to hear the next day with him going on the DL with uh, arm trouble, that's, that's rough there was no uh indication of that throughout his start and when he got pulled by so- scott service there in that last inning after giving up the no hitter i mean you would have never known so that's too bad hopefully it's just yeah. a, maybe just a roster thing they're trying to manipulate or what but i don't know um anyway great great start by him
1: yeah great start and uh, honestly been doing a couple of other things got some other recordings been busy today i did not catch that you just broke that news to me that i didn't realize that he 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 injured himself
0: yeah that was that was that came down uh before the game on sunday probably in the Tennessee. pregame and so uh yeah just really unfortunate
1: yeah, that that is unfortunate it, it, it Also, you, he's in the place of somebody that's injured And then he gets injured So it just kind of feels like they got to take take some sage to that spot in the rotation You know, if I'm the next person up, I'm like, I don't know I don't know if I want to do this uh, You know, we going into this next series It, it looks like we're going to finally see the debut of Bryce Miller Somebody that we've talked about a lot somebody that you've read about a lot somebody that's been highly you know um regarded to um in the uh, farm system
0: yeah i mean he was talked about early on before the spring started uh, he got a chance in spring training and looked good at times remember an outing he faced he went against a grom and looked great um in one of the spring trains but that's a spring training game but uh this seems like it's a nice little soft landing for him to start his pro career against the uh, Oakland athletics with only six wins on the season so far. So oh, um, six wins.
1: Sorry. I missed their. I missed the, their newest one.
0: Yeah. Don't short them, but that's okay. I mean, <laughs> they'd probably not even rather us not even talk about it, but uh, yeah, good, good, good spot for him. He looked good during the uh, spring training. I, I think his numbers weren't as good uh, down in the minor leagues in a short stint to start the year, but um That's a win-loss record, but I think his stuff's good. Obviously, it has to be for them to make the uh, decision to uh, promote him. So, yeah, fastball slider guy uh, lights out from what I read uh, during spring training. So let's hope he can, uh, you know, do that against the Oakland A's to start out this first game.
1: Yeah, and you wonder, too, with how, you know, how he's progressed and how well he's done in the spring. Uh, you also wonder if the Mariners didn't have such a you know deep rotation, if he would have already been on a, on a roster if this was another team. So I, I would think this guy is somebody that's ready for the major leagues, and it's you know unfortunate for the reason why he's got to come up. But uh, I I'm excited to see him.
0: Yeah, I mean it's definitely good that you do have that depth. I mean. It's hard to say. He's only pitched above double A, but a lot of teams put their best prospects in double A. So that's a reason for that as well. But um, yeah, you just don't know what, I mean, he pitched good in spring training, but it's a big difference. So uh, hopefully he takes off. I mean, it would really help, you know, to have another George Kirby type story this year with him stepping in with injuries. We'll see what he can do.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the newest article on him, uh, you know, the thing I'm looking at, Bryce Miller with that hair and that mustache, he's got that kind of got that Robin Yount kind of look to him. Uh, at least he did it spring training. He definitely looks like a, somebody that's straight out of the 70s uh, going out there on the mound.
0: Yeah, the, I don't know if he, where he's from. I believe he went to college at Texas A&M or something, so. I'll call him a Texan because I don't know where he's from. So, um, yeah, let's just yeah, hope he throw he throws strikes.
1: He did go to Texas A&M. He was a fourth-round pick in 2021, so, you know, he's coming off of a breakout 2022 last year where he had a 3.6 with 163 strikeouts and 133 and two-thirds innings. So, you know, he's definitely, you know, that's a good thing. More strikeouts in innings and you're a starter. Um, So, you know, we're going to be looking at that. He's going to be right here in, you know, at the time uh, this recording comes out, today's matchup against the Oakland A's and there's six wins, um, which seems to me that... uh, you know, with him coming down, we sent down with him coming up, uh the retroactive move was sending Diego Castillo down, who was outrighted to AAA after after he passed through waivers.
0: Yeah, I mean he's got such a big contract. I was reading it, it makes a lot of sense why he wasn't picked up. Um, so he's gonna go down there and find it. Um yeah. Uh not a great start for him. Uh, surprising that you know he's one of the guys that we kind of counted on. So hopefully he can get it turned around here and figured out and be back up soon. I mean, yeah, the bullpen I mean, has been worked a lot, you know, and he has not been a part of it because he hasn't been very good this year.
1: Yeah, and he has not. And but he, again, yeah, the big contract. I mean, this was somebody that was a closer. Um, we got him in 2021. Uh, started off a bit rough for us but they you know down the stretch was pretty good and last year he was great you know he he's he's always seemed to be somewhat of a slow starter to the seasons as far as I've seen him as a mariner so I'm hoping something like this can definitely help him out.
0: yeah I mean I remember last year it seemed like he was having a rough patch I can't remember it exactly but I do remember very well that he came on in that Met series at City field last year came in in some big moments if I remember correctly bases loaded and you know was lights out and kind of turned around his season so you know you're just looking for that with him going down to the minors so um the M's are use a lot of bullpen arms I'm sure he'll be back up when he gets figured out Rye Bread and Mustard, Emeritus podcast. We have
1: the one and only Mr. Tom Hutler. Do you have any of your favorite stories from the kingdom?
0: There was a time we had an earthquake, and so we they were going to evacuate the building. So I was like getting up to go and leave. They go, no, you can't go. You got to read these <laughs> safety things. It's like, Do
1: we need to tell them that there's smoking's <laughs> only on the exterior ramp? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and Dave came shooting past. He signed off. I'm going, wait, I'm the only one here. Listen and subscribe to Rye Bread and Mustard, a Marinus podcast. On the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts
1: seems like with Miller making the start tomorrow, you got Kirby going on Wednesday and still slated for Thursday is Luis Castillo. Um I haven't read up on this, but is this something uh are we skipping Logan to you know let him rest rest that soreness he was having uh the the week prior.
0: You know, I haven't heard too much on it. I did hear though that I didn't hear the scenario, but I did hear there's a possibility, like you mentioned, that uh, Castillo could get moved back and start Friday night against the Astros.
1: Yeah, which which would be great, but also, you know, a win is a win. But, yeah, I would love to see Luis Castillo every time we pitch against the Astros.
0: Yeah, and the unveiling of the new uniforms on Friday night will be a big night against the big rival. The houston astros who are in first place right now i might add
1: yeah and let's this is a nice little segue uh you know to, before we get back into some uh more you know baseball talk i know uh there's lots to talk about but yes since the last time uh, you and i recorded or actually since we put this recording out uh i mean our last recording out uh the city connect jerseys have arrived uh Mixed with uh, a lot of good reviews, some mixed reviews. Um, I got to admit, when they first came out, I, I and I'm going to talk more in length on this on the episode that is coming out Thursday, this Thursday, with NBC's Grand Cruise, Carl Tart. Yes, Carl Tart and I are uh, breaking down the the uh, 17 City or Nike City Connect jerseys or uniforms that have been issued in Major Leagues. Um, going off an ESPN article, giving our thoughts on it, like we're on Bravo or, or E, but that's going to be a fun episode. He's back here, back on the Rye Bread and Mustard Mariners podcast. That episode will drop Thursday. Uh, but uh, like I was saying, I I had to warm up to him. And I and Hannah, you know, when they came out that we text, we talked, I I was giving him a hard time. And now that I had some time to think about it and talk about it, the first my first reasoning for having to warm up to him was I just had a different idea of what they were going to do and what I wanted to see. I wanted to see some of the like powder blue, um, the powder blue look that the Mariners briefly had, I believe, in the 80s. Um, I really like that star. Uh, I've seen other teams like Atlanta or Anaheim that have kind of just brought back old things and kind of gave them a touch. I thought that's what they were going to do. And then you had the, the pants that kind of threw me off. But as I've been sitting here and scrolling and seeing and talking to other people, and then, uh, somebody brought up to me, Vlad brought up to me, uh, you know, maybe you might not like them on the field, but those will look pretty damn good with a pair of jeans and a, you know, a hat and some nice shoes. And I've, I'm, I'm starting to get to the point where I'm like, you know what, I think I'm going to go out and I'm going to get myself one of them. Uh, what's your monologue on, on the, uh, the new city connect jerseys?
0: Yeah, I think they're pretty good. I mean, I've never been a black pants type of guy in baseball, but, uh, you know, after the Mariners putting out that little, you know, thing on all of them, all of all the detail of why the hat was the hat, the Jersey, the patch, the pants, you know, I mean, it's kind of cool how they, uh, you know, brought all the different jerseys, you know, into one. So I, you know they've grown on me they'll be cool and uh i think in three years i read they're gonna do another city connect so we'll go through this all again in three years if you don't like it something better will come along for you hopefully then
1: yeah exactly and i think with the hat you know it 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 but there wasn't a lot of imagination in the hat the hats stayed the same but after looking at some of the other city connects a lot of a lot of them use the same logo. Some people went completely different. I mean, we have seen the Trident. That's great, though, that they are actually wearing a hat on the field with the Trident. I know a few years ago, they were doing that for spring training and pre-games. They had the current Mariners colors with the with the Trident. They're bringing back the classic Trident. It has the black bill to it, which actually really, I think, really makes the hat um pop i do have to admit i do i do like the hat again when i was first looking at this i just wanted to maybe either find something old maybe if you're watching on youtube the s that i'm wearing i i just kind of wanted to see definitely wanted to see something else besides the s with the compass that they currently use so you know that that i was happy about and yes, like you said, the jerseys, you break it down. It's like, it's got a little bit of the pilots. It's got an ode to the Rainiers. Um, you got, uh, you know, a throw to the Steelheads, Um, and of course to the pilots, uh, the original Seattle major league team with the lettering of the Seattle, which is all in lowercase, which is kind of cool. And of course you have the my Oh my and the Soto Mojo, um, Insigniaries, which yes like I said once you kind of read about it think about it and also when you're just showing players with them on and like kind of like a model shoot it doesn't look as great as and you really can't judge it until you start seeing them on the field or you start seeing maybe one of your friends shows up to the party wearing that jersey and you're like all right i gotta get that motherfucker you know uh i know cj ordered one right away of course right
0: yeah he's very on top
1: of those things you know there's not a moment to be wasted he's he's got the newest the freshest that's why we love him uh but yeah i'm i'm probably gonna get one now it's just a decision of do i get uh blankety blank And and blankety blank or get my get my own name on there um uh murphy jersey yeah uh, now we'll transition back into some disciplinary uh, areas. Hanno, it's time for you to d- discipline some things that you are seeing that you have had enough of. What have you ha- had enough of? You, you've seen it in April. You don't want to see this anymore in May.
0: No, but we saw it at the end of May at second base. What was the count and who was up? And Tom April. Murphy gets picked off at second base break it down yeah. for me it's
1: zero to zero no runs it's scoreless there are runners on at first and second there are two outs tom murphy is on second base with two outs with two outs with julio up to bat and unfortunately he gets picked off second base I, so okay but it, let's
0: it, let's talk about this real quick i'm sorry let okay. me jump in because it's really thank you this, this it's was a your... big deal Uh, The count was three and zero, correct? (laughs)
1: The count was. I was getting to that part.
0: Okay, okay. uh, But now that you're up,
1: now that you're up, out of your seat, get back up here, get close to the screen again. If you want to tell you, get up. You take this is your segment. It's let me let me start you up. It's three and zero. It's two outs. He's on second. Murphy's on second base. You have a Julio at the plate. You have the hottest hitter around, Jared Kelnick on deck, and you get picked off.
0: Well, at three and zero, oh, why are you why are you so far off the base anyway? I mean, you're sleeping on the bags. It's just it's incredible that that happened
1: uh, for yeah. the fifth
0: time this year, I believe.
1: Yeah, we've had five pickoffs, and I want to say three of them. I know for a fact two of them are at second base, but I want to say three of them might be at second base. So we had five pickoffs in the month. of of April.
0: Well, it's 5 and 28 games, so about once a week you're having a a collapse on the bases that are just elementary and you know, basic baseball. I mean, it's just it's so frustrating especially with the situation of a tight ball game late. You get your first guy in scoring position, you know, you got your, your best young hitter up 3-0 count. Maybe you're gonna green light and maybe you're not. Maybe they walk and maybe they don't. And then they got the hottest hitter on the Mariners this year coming up next. I mean, it's just so painful how that all happened when you say.
1: Yes, in, in that entire scenario the entire scenario, and it's a little different when you know we'll go to the week before. Not making an excuse for him, but you Eugenio Suarez gets picked off second base on a three-two count by also somebody that is a former Cy Young who's a really, really good pitcher that now, after the fact, with what we know, I have seen videos made up of how brilliant of a, of a, of a play this was by, by him, by the pitcher, with the pitch clock manipulation. This was a completely different scenario. But I will say, both of these games, we ended up losing the game by one run.
0: So you're telling me, even though it's a different scenario, that you can excuse that a guy was picked off at a base being a major league player.
1: I cannot excuse it.
0: Okay. I cannot good, excuse
1: good. I don't excuse it. I just think there's different levels to each of these. There's yeah, a different okay. there's a different level. Like, like remind me of the pitcher's name for Milwaukee, who was the former Cy Young.
0: Oh, yeah. He pitched game 1. Let me think. Uh starts with a B. Um Burn Corbin Burns, excuse me. Corbin
1: Corbin Burns. Corbin Burns obviously knows what he's doing. I've watched I watched if you want to watch a breakdown of this go to the watch the pitching ninja. It, it was it was it was great. I'm not excusing it for happening. It was a 3-2 pitch, you know, the pause. It he he got tricked. I'm sure all of these guys got tricked. But in this game that happened on the 3-0 pitch, you would assume, for the most part, that he's taking. Maybe Julio has the green light, but it, the green light doesn't mean that you're going to swing. Um, I don't know. It it was It was bad, especially when you're having a hard time scoring runs in general for this to happen.
0: Oh, yeah. It was just, you know... If you watch the game, you could see that Alejandro Kirk gave the sign when he dropped the glove down the pitcher, spun and thrown. By that time, they have it timed perfectly with the second baseman. N- Nabs Murphy easily. I mean, he just fell asleep. That just can't happen. I mean, great play and great call by Toronto and their catcher. But, man, that stung. That just zapped everything out of The Nams lost that game 1-0.
1: You know, it on, just on comes the other... back
0: to sloppy baseball that the Mariners have played yes. for the for the you know first twenty eight games of the year. Fry bread and mustard. A Mariners podcast. We
1: have the one and only Mr. Tom Hutler. How are you doing?
0: Doing well, guys. Thank you for having me. There was one time I came out of a watering hole in West Seattle, and somebody came, and, and this guy had been overserved. I came out of the restaurant, and he goes, "You're the you're the Mariner guy." I go, "Yeah." And He goes, "Could you do Ken Griffey Jr.?" And I said, "Okay." So I did it, and he goes. You're a great man. I love it. Listen and subscribe to Rye Bread and Mustard, a podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Yes, we won on Sunday. Uh, Won game three. Great comeback. Desperation wins are always great wins. This could be a turn it around win. That remains to be seen. But I am having a problem with what's going on with first base when ty france can't play first base and you know ty france deserves a day off and you know what he probably takes a lot of wear and tear we've seen this over the season you know last year we brilliantly went out and got carlos santana he did you know a lot of uh filling in that void at first base also what he does in the locker room and and not to mention all the clutch hitting he did for us he's gone they let him go um we got to see Sam Haggerty play first base uh, in games two and three with Toronto, and this is an attack on Sam Haggerty. He's not on the team to be a first baseman, but having him out there at first base, uh, his uh, inexperience really reared its head there in game three. We saw, um, you know, a, a ground ball to him, and the him and Marco couldn't figure it out. Uh, you know, PFPs, you know, I don't know how many PFP drills he's taken down in uh, spring training. Um, And then also there was a dig, uh, you know, on a rushed throw on, on a great play by JP, you know, you can't assume that the first baseman's always going to dig that ball out of the dirt, but there's certain hops and digs that, you know, even somebody like Vogelback or, 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 Mike Ford are going to do. And that's just from them being first baseman and, and taking so many reps there that I don't really, I'm not trying to bag on Haggerty. That's not his spot, but uh, the responsibility on that is definitely with the front office and how they put this team together.
0: Yeah. I mean, I agree with you there. I mean, I think, let me try to defend the Mariners here, even though I don't like to, Um, you know, they're probably thinking, Hey, we're gonna have Dylan Moore, he'll be able to slide over there, and of course Tommy Listella, but you know, he's been hurt and has not played one, you know, inning in the field. Uh the times he's been up to up to the up to bat, he's been horrendous. Only a handful of hits. So I mean, I think that's the reason. So, you know, Sam Haggerty's athletic enough and has played infield where they figure they could throw him in. And I agree, and I don't think you're being malicious. It's just frustrating and it you know. It, it's reflective on The lack of depth of this team So I'm with you there uh, That was a tough one You know the PFP with Sam Haggerty But uh, injuries You know and why is Listella Still on this team if he brings nothing to it I mean there's just a lot of questions still here
1: Yeah and I well, Listen I never thought I'd be saying this But hey <laughs> You got somebody like Mike Ford That's down in triple AAA killing it Who's he's He's a player who's you know he's he's too good for the minor leagues and it's not a I'm not saying like it's not a bad idea to have him there waiting and having having him around but he's he's hitting the ball well and he's he's not gonna hurt you too bad defensively at for he's not gonna bring you nothing back big but he's not a a huge liability over there for one day and 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 look Sam Haggerty is an athletic guy he can play all kinds of positions it's I just feel like when you're playing first base and that's what you've done and you're a savant at that, like, why not bring somebody up like that, especially when the team isn't hitting? I just, when you bring up Lestella, uh you know, not to be malicious there, but like if I saw, you know, a move where Lestella goes down or gets DFA, I don't know what his contract's like, but, and you see Mike Ford come up, would you be upset with that?
0: No, but I, you know, I think the Mariners are looking at it this way, that Mike Ford would be in the same thing as uh, Tommy Lestella. You know, if you bring him up and then you, you know, try to send him back down, he has to go through waivers. And you know how many times he was claimed last year, like four or five times by a bunch of different teams. So you would expect that. So, uh you know, with Ty France just being an extra day, yeah, that day off for just maintenance and then the second day off for being under the weather. So uh hopefully it won't be too big of a thing. But you know, you know yeah, right. things during games. So in back to back games without Ty France, you know, it was evident that you didn't really have a backup plan.
1: Yeah. I guess I guess maybe I'm overreacting about that, but it's just you know, when these things are happening out there and you know even with like pinch hitting and everything there like you said the lack of depth there's nobody that comes up that you're like oh shit you know on the other team that we bring in and it goes back to you know something i was listening to san and Dreyer. and even though i don't like to give mike saw too much credit he he you know him asking the The Mariners last year like what do you why would you not bring Carlos Santana back and we've talked about that this on here where we were okay with him not coming back and very thankful for what he did when we were under the impression that we were going to improve and get something even better that worked better for the Mariners at the DH position specifically but also, somebody that can go in and give somebody a day off in the field. That did not happen. And unfortunately, we don't have Carlos Santana. And not only what Carlos Santana brings in that situation, but also in clutch and also what he brings in in the in the locker room. And apparently there was a team meeting um, on Saturday after Saturday's game. And apparently it was one person talking, but it seems like nobody will give answers that it was. Scott's service, which I'm fine with. It's just the, it just, it just really just is bothering me. And especially, you know, I know winning is going to, you know, solve all of all of these feelings if that starts to happen. But it just kind of, it is this thing of like, gosh, if you didn't, if you didn't really have a plan or an answer or somebody wanted to bring in to do this, I don't know why you'd let him go. And, I know that they say that they want to rotate this DH spot to give guys day offs. And Shannon Dreyer was on there uh, was talking about like, yes, this makes sense that you do this, but you're only going to do this. What like 30, maybe 40 times a year. What are you going to do for the hundred plus games? And even let's even get a little bit more, you know, liberal with that and go, let's just say you do that for 60 or 80 games. What are you going to do the other half of the times you can't just throw hummels and Listellas and not to knock sam Haggerty, a hagerty in there at dh it's like you got to have somebody to hit and i think what we're seeing here this first month kind of like backs all that up
0: well yeah you to me you hit it right on the head with your first comments where you said hey the mariners decided they're not going to go with carlos santana this means they're gonna you know try to upgrade that position and get somebody, you know, he wasn't a horrible player. He wasn't, but he was a very serviceable, good player. So you're thinking, Oh, they're going to upgrade and get somebody to uh, you know, take the next step with this team. And uh, that absolutely didn't happen. So it's frustrating. And the guys that they filled up with are guys that most of the fan base knew weren't going to cut it and they haven't.
1: I, you know insult to injury but i'm looking over here he's hitting 276 he's got 14 runs 16 rbis 786 ops slugging 429 uh on base percentage of 357 he's only got two home runs yet but it's early and look but he's got 98 at bats
0: yeah and whether what did he sign for one year seven million something like that something not too crazy I think basically he's on, an AJ Pollock uh, kind of contract.
1: Yeah, he's got Pittsburgh Pirates. He's uh, six million, six, he's on a one year deal, $6.7 million.
0: Yeah, it didn't break the bank, but uh, yeah, when you're absolutely dead last in the Major League Baseball and DH numbers, I mean, you're going to be asking these questions.
1: Yeah. I, and, and the thing with him was, look, he, And I even felt this way with Nelson Cruz and it's not again when I say this It's not to say like hey, we were just gonna get these guys. It was a foregone conclusion There's other things that we don't know Whether it's the players picking places, but I would think Carlos Santana would want to come back here I would think Nelson Cruz would even want to come back here And it's like these guys are are, you know up there in age a bit uh, Nelson Cruz a bit more obviously, but They're going to have days off, too. It's not like somebody you have to put out there every single day. And with Carlos Santana, he doesn't hurt you at first base. And he hits from both sides of the plate, not to mention his clutch, not to mention that he's played in these big games in the postseason. Um, I don't feel like 6.7 is too much. And being a team leader, that really is a thing. And maybe, and this is what, they were kind of talking about today on sales um, sports was like, maybe the reason that, you know, service has got to be the guy to stand there and say all oh, this, cause you really don't have anybody, a veteran like that in the locker room too much. That's there. I guess you could look at Pollock or you could look at some of the other Mariners on the team. But I mean, Carlos Santana was, was known and documented to be this person too.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, if- I'm just thinking out loud here, but these guys, you know, that you mentioned Pollock. I mean, he's first year on the team, been there 28 games. I can only see that coming from a player like a J.P. Crawford or even a Ty yeah. France. The rest of the guys are just too young and, you know, haven't been around the club enough. I mean, I'm sure guys would listen to Julio, but he's not ready to take that step quite yet. But I do feel that he could speak if he wanted to. But, uh yeah. It makes sense that Scott Service would be the one talking this early on in the season.
1: Yeah. And again, none of this is confirmed. This is all speculation. Uh even speculation on our parts of like what needs to happen. But it's the beginning of May. But I would say, but by the end of this month, if things aren't turned around, I think you will see something. I think you will see a move. And you said it earlier too. It's a little it's too early for these other teams. It's too early for another team to be like, Hey, this is, we're going about this the wrong way, or we're going in this direction. You're going to need 50 plus games before you're going to see any of these, you know, at least the players of of impact that are going to be available from other clubs.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's early. It's frustrating. You know, that we aren't playing as good and you know, we've, And another slow start like we did last year. So, I mean, yeah, just want to get it turned around a little quicker so they don't have to, you know, fight so hard at the middle to end of the year to get in. Especially with entries, it's going to be twice as hard this year.
1: I know. We love the chase. Don't get me wrong. But come on. Let's lead the race. And luckily in our division, nobody's ran away with it right now. We can make up some ground here. We're going into Oakland obviously I feel like we should at least win two of three here. And then, Hey, we got, then it's, you know what, time to answer the bell. Yeah. You got the, you got the team that, you know, ended everything for you last year, the Houston Astros. And I think one other thing they said on, on the show today that um, Shannon Dreyer was talking about, it's like, Hey, it's, and she was uh, getting this, I can't remember the person that she was talking to somebody in Pittsburgh or Pennsylvania it's Pennsylvania or Philly writer where they were like, you know, the hardest thing to do sometimes is, you know, with teams that made it to the playoffs the year before, like wh- what's the problem? Is it the hitting the pitching? It's, it's the fact that you feel like the job's not done. And that was a big part of their campaign at the beginning of this, but it's hard to pick up and go And you're just going to pick up from where you left off. And that's, that's where you're going. It's like, no, you're starting back at zero. So sometimes that's hard for these teams. We've seen lots of teams that make the playoffs early with these teams where they've maybe butted a little bit early. And then the next year kind of have a little bit of a step back and hopefully that's not happening with the Mariners. Uh, I think this, this win was big. I want to, I want to say this would have felt much, 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 much more awful to uh, get swept and to, you know, we were in a scenario where we were going to have five games in a row that they lost by one run, and it, the Mariners turned that around, and hopefully they're going to turn that around in in May we got the Oakland A's. Like I said, we can get off to a good running start with them. One would think before we come back to wrap up the series on Friday, that's right. We're wrapping the series up. We'll have a new episode with Hanno and I on Friday. We have an episode with Carl Tart from NBC's grand crew, you know, from comedy, bang, bang. This is a, and uh, you know, UCB, this is uh, a good friend of mine, a great fun comedian. We're talking baseball, we're having a good time. I already recorded that episode today. We're going to drop that on Thursday, so make sure you get in and check that out. We're talking a little bit about um, our experience that we had earlier in Arizona for spring training in WBC, talking about uh, his time on Drunk History, on Comedy Central, uh, also when he was ri- a writer on uh, Brockmire. He also wrote on Keenan, um, and you can catch him on uh peacock both seasons one and two season two just wrapped right now of grand crew it's a really fun show you watch it Hannah?
0: yeah um, i can't believe it's already over time goes so fast
1: yeah and it, listen if you're if you're wanting to catch up on it and it feels like oh that's overwhelming that's too many too many episodes uh both seasons are 10 episodes so you only got 20 episodes to get through less than 10 hours but i'm telling you once you get into it and you get into these characters it's a lot of fun and carl's hilarious on it uh, but we have a good time like again we're gonna talk some jerseys uh talk a little bit about uh the mariners uh, logo influence on the the crip gangs down here in los angeles and he's even got a fun story about when he was breaking into the business and being an extra on um in the movie Moneyball, which we talked about all this stuff, but this is prior to when we moved over to Odyssey. So if you missed those episodes, you can go back and listen to it, but we kind of refresh and talk about all that stuff. That'll be dropping this Thursday. On Friday, we'll be back, hopefully, talking about a Mariner sweep down in Oakland. Uh, and. Uh, with that being said thank you for liking subscribing and following all that good stuff giving us those five-star reviews you know we love those five school baseball players but you know what we love more than that five-star reviews so don't be scared to give us that five-star review also make sure to check out and get your gear if you want the gear from our podcast maybe you don't like the podcast but you like the rye bread and mustard gear get that from at simply.cora on instagram that's at simply.cora on instagram we're on instagram we're on youtube we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and if you got something really strongly worded to tell us, you can hit us up at rye Bread and Mustard podcast at gmail.com. Hannah, you know what time it is. <laughs>